Yeah. Live in the garden. Live in the garden. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Faded Truth. Before you do anything, like, share, subscribe. And this show is sponsored by Cannabis Talk every Monday through Thursday. Make sure you're tuned in on the hottest 24-hour radio network with your hosts, yours truly, Angie Ma and DJ Memphis Hollywood. Tune in at 4 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Central. Download the MixLR app and search one word, Mainstream Radio. And today I'm super excited to have the award-winning cannabis growers advocates for the cannabis culture. You've seen them in High Times, Cannabis Now, Greenleaf Magazines, 23 million views on YouTube, and 13 albums and counting. The Mendo Dope Boys. How you feeling? We are doing good. Thank <laughs> you so much for having us. Okay, so I got Odie and Bleezy here. Are you twins or are you just brothers? Just brothers, two years apart. Yeah, okay. we, we, get, we get the twin look a lot. People always <laughs> <Right>. mix it up. <laughs> so did you grow up in North Cal? Yeah. The Emerald Triangle, it's Mendocino County. Is that where you got the name Mendo Dope from? Yes, it was. What was your first love for cannabis? When did you guys start getting into it? Uh, we started getting into it like pretty much right out of high school. We started trimming for people that had a huge garden. and then we Oh, you just started right in there. Yeah, we started real quick. Like Even when I was still in high school, we started doing a little bit of trimming. And he was two years younger, so he started even before he was 18. Um, wow. And then uh, when we fell in love with it, just being on the farm and just seeing the, the plants and then just like, just the amount of, we were just already hooked right there. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we, we started, you know, we started smoking before that a little bit, you know, here and there just blazing. But once we actually okay. got to, you know, meet some people who were growing and go out on the farm and start trimming and actually getting the firsthand look at the plants and everything, it was like, oh my God, our mind was blown. Mm -hmm. And we were, we were instantly su uh, sucked into it. And from there it was like, we never stopped for sure. Okay, so when was your first love for music? Well, I mean, we've always been huge, like just fans of, of all kind of music. We grew up listening to a lot of music, a lot of Bay Area stuff, um, reggae music, all kind of influences, like our folks listening to country music when we were growing up. Um, I really started getting into like freestyling and stuff uh, in high school with a couple of different friends. And uh, from there, like in I started getting into writing, like doing poems. So that led to me figuring out, oh, I can, I can start writing verses instead of doing these freestyles. I, I kind of fell into love and writing more. And from there, um, we just like really just started making music for fun, just having fun with it. And then we got the chance to to meet uh, with a Vallejo artist, Reek Daddy from NOIB Records. And he's who actually got us into the music game and started our whole real career off. Is the 13th one the new release on 420 this year, or is that the 14th? That's going to be like the 14th. Yeah, I'll be the okay. 14th one on our label right now, yeah. And that's Weed Nerd Nation, right? Yep, Weed Nerd okay. Nation. That's going to be the next project coming out. So dropping 420, what a great date. Yeah, we, we like to drop albums on 420. Yeah. We've, we've done it for the last few years. We've I don't dropped know how something. many years, but quite a few, like five or six years in a row now is our, we try to drop of the 420 release so this is a continuation of live in the garden yep which is the album that you did in the actual garden and you know you were singing to the plants and everything so when did you guys come up with the idea that like you could put a studio outside do you have like a generator like how is it connected <laughs> <laughs> we just have uh, you know cords uh, extension cords running out from the main house like to bring the power out to the garden so um i think when we first came up with the idea was in 2015 uh, yeah somewhere we, around there when we first had the idea and started that going on like and at first we just talked about recording one song in the garden and like oh how cool would it be to be out here and 
set up the studio and record a song. And once we did that, it was like, oh my God, it, it sounds so good. We were shocked at how good it actually sounded. And it was just so fun for us to be in the garden making music because mm -hmm. those are the two things that we really love to do. So from there, we're like, we should make a whole album. Why not? And then we did the album. And from there, you know, we did season two, then season three. And now for this Weed Nerd Nation album, we, uh, you know, we bounced around to like five different gardens and brought a studio with us to record the full album. So, Oh, so you went to other people's gardens too, not just your own? Yeah, yeah this yeah. time we wanted to mix it up and go out there at different spots and wow, and see what, yeah, just get into everyone else's different vibe and the different plants that they had and smells and styles. And um, cheers. cheers. Oh, yes. Ding. <laughs> what are you guys smoking? One of your strains? This is one of the ones we grew. I don't know what you rolled. I actually rolled up a combination of Mendo Perps and Bob Saget. Oh, so this is what I have from you guys. Let's see. Oh. Dope Breath. Oh, nice. And N-O-Y-V. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's talked about. Okay, so yeah. what's, what's, tell me about these strains. So what's Dope Breath? Because I know it's Mendo Breath with It's Mendo Dope, but this is all your own creation, right? Yeah, this one would be like the Mendo Breath uh, clone that we got. Um, that's like a... One of a nice clone of the Mendo strain that was created by another group. That strain's always been in our head because of the Mendo. So now that we have our Mendo Dope strain, we wanted to give a couple Mendo things like the Mendo Perps and the Mendo Breath to cross our Mendo Dope too. I have like a little double Mendo thing going. So is this Dope Breath? Is this going to put me down? The Dope Breath is going to be more of a heavy hitter for sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then what about NOYB? The NOYB, those are actually... It's a secret. Those are just none of your business is what NOIP stands for. So there's, there's a couple different things that are in some of those, but it's all kind of a secret. Okay. So is that going to put me up or down? That one has, um, there has, is some sativas in you it. Might, yeah, you're going to find some that you there's, some there's, that there's, there could be like three different kinds of weed in that one tent pack. Okay. Yeah, because I've been, I've been learning. Um, this is my little garden that I have. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. Look, so I'm so proud because I can't even keep like a fucking cactus alive. I'm the worst. <laughs> are these ready for me to repot them? Yes, they look like they are. Is there roots coming out the bottom? Is these roots? Oh, yes, it is. Oh, shit. I didn't even <laughs> see Those look happy. I forgot to label them because it was my first try. So I was like, let me just grow it and then I'll smoke it and see what happens. But these are your guys. They just came in the mail yesterday. So I put one okay, of each. Right. Did you break a record for the tallest plant? Or are you still trying to break the record? <laughs> still trying to break the record because this year was our first official attempt and it didn't break the record. So we're going to do it again. And so it, what's the actual record? That's what I was going to say. It's it's hard <laughs> to really put a, a pinpoint on the actual record because a lot of people, there's talk of these different like 18 foot plants, 22 foot plants, and, and maybe even a little beyond. But there's no like concrete evidence that we're seeing of like, you know, a, a picture of that actual plant or measurements of it. So we feel like someone's got to do the real documentation to show uh, how big the, like the official record is. But we were feeling like if we broke into the 22, 25, 25 feet, that, that would probably be a record. The video I saw when you guys were harvesting overnight. Oh, the, oh, yeah. time, the time lapse, yeah. yeah. Was that one of your biggest ones or was that just a just a random video like all right let me just show them that we're breaking it down that was one of the it was one of the bigger ones this year but it was um 
it was one that we had picked because it was a later strain too that we wanted to to do that video with. Yeah. But it was one of the bigger ones for sure, like wider ones, not the tallest for sure. Okay, so off of these plants, how much are you getting like ounce wise? Like um ounce <laughs> Why do you do pounds? It's weak. Like uh, on some of the big ones, like not an average, but a, a big one that's really nice. It's like 10 pounds. Wow. And yes, so like 160, uh, yeah, 160 ounces. It, and it all depends on like the strain, you know, the type of genetics, like some, some of the buds are just so much denser and get so much more heavy where, uh, you know, one of the big, big plants could be, you know, yeah, 10 pounder and then some that are the same size, the flower could be different and it's only like a six pound plant or a seven pound plant. So how is this legal? Is it because it's medical or is it because of the area that you're in, you're allowed to grow or like, how does it work? Been medical in our area for like since 96, even I think California, this spot was the first place to go medical. But um, right now, since 2018, it's all recreational mostly like everything okay. we do for our for, permitted grow is all recreational yeah on the actual big grow where we're up on top of the mountain and uh, some of the other stuff like the plant that we did that that time lapse at night that was in our backyard in our personal grow so we have like a few plants that we do in our personal at home and then the main garden is all in recreational on the permitted when you guys are like taking all of these pounds off are you selling them to like dispensaries or are you selling them to medical places or do you just smoke them and give them to your friends like what happens with all this weed like it's a lot of fucking weed and you got plants all the time like what is what are you doing with it a big chunk of what we're doing now is the permanent farm and then with the permanent farm everything gets picked up and goes through distribution to go into clubs yep which clubs out here there's not really a difference of medical and recreational so it goes to like every club would be able to get it yep so far you have 13 albums out which would you say is your favorite album or the one that's like the most important to you guys um that's a good question the mm. one that was always like our it was like our best album at the time and our one that got like uh the most jump and everything was the planters of the trees okay. gotta be one of the bigger ones that we've done and it was our first album that we went all the way in and tried to do like a hip-hop reggae thing with a bunch of reggae people where we actually pulled it off and got like, all kinds of different people on the album and ended up being a super cool album so I saw you do a lot of collabs with reggae artists. Yep. Um, is there any certain people that you enjoy working with the most? Winstrong's one reggae dude in general that's super fun to work with. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's incredibly hilarious and so crazy talented. He can do almost anything. He can sing in like every note and hit so many different styles and super fun to work with in the studio. Yeah, but... Yeah. Marlon Asher, he was, uh, he's always been super dope to work with. Uh, the first time we got to record with them was back in 2013 for the planters of the trees album and like as soon as he came over we all vibed so good and it was just real fun he was so dope and like it was like awesome to be right there with like that was one of the first reggae artists that we got to work with you know at the beginning of working with these guys and he was just super dope we vibed real good and from there you know we've recorded you know numerous tracks over the years and done a few concerts together it's been a really cool working with marlon the ganja farmer so Got a shout Ganja out. Farmer. Shout out to him. Marlon's crazy too. Nice. When he first came and did the song with us, he didn't even have nothing on paper. He just did the whole song off the top of the dome, had it all on his head. It was crazy to see like someone who could actually do that and make it like actually super sick still. So when you guys are writing, you're writing all your own music? Yep. 
Okay. Yeah. Where do you get like your inspiration? Do you have to sit like in the garden and then like think about it or do you have a ritual? Uh, I mean, it's not really too much of any specific ritual. Like I like writing in all kinds of different environments. Like, and like from what we've done from the beginning of being just in studio sessions to, you know, I think the funnest place for me to write these days is being in the garden, doing these live in the garden albums has been definitely super inspiring to just be surrounded and just be an outdoor with nature instead of right. just like we've all been inside in the studios for so much so long you know it's even with certain pictures on the wall or whatever that inspires you or the tv playing sometimes but being outside is a lot different i feel like and it's it definitely it's nice to be in like nature exactly too. especially like weed like it's like yeah. that's everybody's dream to just be in a giant like thing of weed all the time <laughs> And then it's like quiet too, and it's so right. Sweet. It's like peaceful. Yeah, super peaceful. Super peaceful. So yeah. in 2013, you guys are raided by local sheriffs and Comet for growing 25 plants. Yep. Yes. Okay. So it's been legal forever, right? But it has it been legal to grow? Oh yeah. Yep. Since the 90s. Yeah, since 96, it was. Okay. Like, so tell me how this even transpired. Like, did people want to fuck with you? You had enemies. Like, what happened? Um, it's it was part like a neighbor complaint kind of thing because the plants were just so gigantic and it looked like way more than 25. Yeah, we weren't in the spot we were at, like it was a residential area. It was considered to be, it was, you know, pretty residential where we had neighbors right next to us. So, and the, the plants did get, they were, it was a big, nice, chunky garden. So look at from the, from the neighbor's house, it definitely looked pretty crazy, but. Uh, yeah. I guess they weren't smokers. I would have been like, yes, yeah, neighbors. No, exactly. yeah, they, were, they weren't cool <laughs> somehow. So um, they call the local whatever and say, oh, these boys oh, are growing weed. And then they come and raid you? Pretty much, yeah. They came to the house um, to do their check thing. And we're trying to not answer the door because we know that, like, you know, there's a, sometimes they have to have the warrant. And our dog runs around the side of the house and goes and charges all the cops. While we're in the kitchen, we're looking like hiding kind of. We were breaking down weed inside the kitchen while, yeah. you know, when they showed up. So we were instantly like, holy shit, they're at the door, you know, a line of these cops and boom, our dog hears them, runs through the house. The back door was open. So he yeah. runs out the back, comes around and we're like, oh, we got to go run and grab them or, you know, the cops yeah, might shoot them you know? right away. We're like, fuck. We run out there and they trip out kind of, but then we grab the dog and then they follow us to the other door, which is like the back door of the house. And then boom, you have the clear shot of the garden and they were just like, they're like, holy shit. Off. As soon as they ran out of the corner, like, <laughs> <laughs> so after that, it, was, it got really weird and they asked us hell questions. And then all of a sudden they said, we're going to take your garden. And we're like, what? I thought this was legal. And they said, no, this isn't legal. You have way too much. And wow. They sat us there while they uh, backed up a chipper and then chipped the whole fucking garden. Yeah. They hanged in up. In front of you? Yeah, like, yeah, right in front of they hang What the fuck? That's so mentally fucking. Yeah, yeah, they do that a lot out here too. That chipper was fucking resonated. Like, yeah. Wow. They were, they were going house to house with that thing, and they chipped. Okay, so where? So what was the actual? Like, what did they say you could grow? Uh, they said that after that they 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 said that we could only grow six. Yeah, six. They said six was the limit for us now. And that was in the same county that you're in now. Yep. Yeah, yeah, same county. Wow. Okay, so now times have changed, and it's just like fuck it. Does is there a lot of growers around you? Oh yeah, yeah. there's shitload of growers everywhere. Okay. Yeah. You know, even like at the spot that we were at, we weren't at our house. You know that, that we got into, and we're doing our personal grow, which a lot of the videos on YouTube, like the how to grow videos, that's what in our personal grow. 
but we weren't able to get a permit at that spot because of the area that it was in. So that's when we ended up teaming up with Greenshock Farms and going up on top of the mountain for the permit to grow and actually being able to stay in the game with our brand, like okay. for our flowers and everything. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Before that, we were growing, you know, on the medical side and we were bringing our pound to the club and having it get uh, distributed in our branded jars and everything. And boom, as soon as the legalization hit, we got zoned out, couldn't get a permit at our house anymore. And then luckily it worked out where we got to team up with, with Green Shock Farms, who, you know, super cool, really badass crew. And it was like meant to be. Can either one of you uh, spit for me right now? Spit uh, just a random verse? <laughs> yeah, whatever you feel like. Okay, yeah, I, I could probably do some. <laughs> <He's always ready>. <laughs> <laughs> he said that, brother. <laughs> I, I do all the beats, so I'm not the only one. <laughs> all right, yo. It's a weed nerd nation. Rolling up sweet tea sticky in the mason. Fresh out the cure door where I got four more. Stored with the prime resonation. This cultivation takes dedication. Gotta have love for the plant when you spend every minute, every hour, every day. When you know how it feels when a bug's on your plant, that's real. No, I just won't take a pill. No, I just won't sit and chill. I'm such a weed nerd, I can make a tea from a seed and get rid of aphids with a banana peel. Ugh, quick like a <laughs> And I got a connoisseur appetite. If it ain't triple A plus, put it back on the bus with that other bullshit. That's hype. Hey. Nerd Nation. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, we love doing music, you know, and uh, we're super excited about this new album, Weed Nerd Nation, coming out because it's a special dedication to Subcool. You know, rest in peace to the brother. Um, he taught us a lot in the weed game and uh, he really introduced our music to the to the whole weed nerd nation and like got you know what we're doing this cannabis culture he helped us really push it to the next level he believed in our music and he really helped support us and uh you know we got so much love and respect for him so with this album we wanted to do some cool stuff and dedication to him and uh the vibes that we were on the things that we talked about and really represent for the culture nice i'm sorry for your loss yeah, but it's it's pretty whack. Yeah, it sucks. You know, <laughs> he was a he was a legend for sure. So you guys began touring in 2017. You did the Boston Freedom Rally, Seattle Hemp Rally, and the High Times NorCal Cup. So you performed at these places, right? Yeah. These okay. Um, how was that? Like, how how many people did you have there? Like, was it a adrenaline rush? Like, was this like? Did you feel like it was that moment at some point? Uh, yeah, it was there was for sure. It was like uh, there's some good moments. The first Boston Freedom <laughs> Round, I think there was like forty thousand people or something like that. It Damn, was a humongous show! It was crazy, and the stage was like all the all three of those uh, big concerts, professional stages where when they got that those instruments and the whole band's plugged in, it's so savage. And yeah, that's what we've always wanted to get to was that point where we're on like the real production stage with the lights, with all the shit sounding right. And it's just like where it actually sounds like it's supposed to, not on like a medium grade stage kind of setup. And it's such a big rush, like right before like the show hits almost like when, when all these guys are up there with the instruments and it's about to like kicking off this, the intro beat starting, like just walking out on the stage and seeing the ocean of people and just feeling the music. Like it's really, there's no other feeling like it. It's, it's epic. You guys play instruments? Yeah, I play the piano. Oh, nice. Uh, and I make all the beats, and then everyone, uh, you know, during sometimes when I'm making beats, the band gets in and does it while I'm making it, or after the beat's done, I teach the band, and their band learns the song. So then we got 
our drummer, bass guitar, and electric guitar player. Yep. Nice. Our, our drummer is uh, Mr. Blap. He's out of Sacramento. And our, our bass guitar player, Trevor Lyon, he's out of Napa. And then our, our guitar player, uh, Johnny Fingers. What is like your best benefits for cannabis or, t- or like how do you use it to benefit you? Overall uh, wellness in general, we think that it helps almost everything. And then like helps us stay creative and stay focused without like, uh, and it's like slowing down and just appreciating things instead of just like going through things so fast. And um, it's not and connected with nature and stuff like that. The weed helps a lot with us be out here and just, relax, hang out outside, take our time with things, create different things. Yeah, I feel like it's a full circle thing. Yeah, it, it, it helps for everything at any time when <clears throat> feeling a little bit of pain, it's always right there with us. It's able to help. And uh, from, uh, you know, sleeping, from eating, you know, from back in the day, I used to take ADHD pills and like I had trouble eating and sleeping when I was young. And from there, like once I started getting into cannabis, it was definitely a big change. Like, man, now I'm I'm really eating good and I can sleep right. at night. And, and from there on, like just getting deeper into it and seeing how much it helps other people with, you know, other kind of illnesses. Like it's a, it's, it's a crazy, crazy because people like always think it's, you know, like it's a drug and I'm like, it's just medicine. It's literally medicine. Like you take all these fucking pills, your doctor prescribes you all this shit. So when I started this, I had a couple people in like the plants over pills movement. And um, I just love it, you know, it just makes so much fucking sense because they give these kids like Adderall and fucking Ritalin and Xanax for all their anxiety. And like all these kids now have anxiety. I'm like, we didn't even have this shit when I was little. Like, <laughs> this shit's crazy. So I'm like, just give the kids some CBD. They're, they're going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. There's so like a big help. There's a, there's a perfect strain out there for every problem or like anything. I think there's the right strain like to find for it. Whether it be a CBD or THC or a blank. Right. Yeah. Do you have 23 million views on YouTube? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love you guys. Like, did up. you think it was going to be like that? Like, were you pursuing YouTube or you were just like, fuck it, let's throw these videos up? Uh, we were, we, we've never gone 100% on any social media thing. It's the videos that we had once we were filmed with Sub and then like the raid. When we got raided, we had that whole season filmed and we put that whole video together and kind of used the cops' numbers against them where. They estimated wow. the garden was 600 pounds. So we put that up as a YouTube thing, 600 pound garden, 25 plants. And that got hella, like our channel started going kind of big after that. We got into making videos ourselves more. And then like really doing these how to grow videos, it was like starting to see a big impact and like, holy crap, like this is really helping people all over the world. Like not just here in our backyard and like across the States, it's overseas. Like people are, you know, hitting us up from New Zealand, from Australia. Like, you guys, your videos helped me out so much. And that was an inspiration for us. Like, okay, like, let's keep doing videos and let's keep showing them and helping people. And and it, as we did more videos, it became more fun. And we learned about filming and taking pictures more. And it just, like, we as it went, like, we built the following through the YouTube and everyone wanted to see more videos. So we just kept doing it. And it's pretty trippy how it's grown to this many now. I can't believe we're at over. It's 20. crazy. Yeah. It's crazy because y'all are cutting down a fucking 20 pound like weed tree and you're just taping it. Like, I'm like, oh, this is awesome. I got to come visit. I just want to walk through the garden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's like every once in a while we're like, we're like, okay, let's see if this is a viral one. And we, that last one was one. It's like, oh shit, a quarter million views in like two weeks. We're like, yeah, <laughs> did it again. So, you guys did the world's biggest moon rock 
301 grams. <laughs> I was yeah. watching that video too. I was like, damn. Yeah. That, <laughs> <laughs> that was one where we were trying to, we had a couple ideas in our head of like our next viral video thing. And that was one that we could do at the time where we had enough rosin and enough weed. We're like, fuck it. And it was for my birthday again too. So it was like nice. a party thing. Yep. We had the whole crew over. So we're like, if we're going to do a big moon rock, we got to be able to give all the homies chunks of this because we can't. Right. I don't want to smoke this whole thing by myself. With moon rocks in the still. Is there any other records that you beat besides the moon rock in the tall tree? <laughs> well, the I biggest mean, backwood one was the first one. Yeah, the first one was the <laughs> biggest backwood. And I think I've, I've seen a couple videos since then that. A, a couple people said that they had some bigger ones. I don't know how they look pretty shitty. They looked a little. <laughs> <laughs> was extra dank Y'all know it wasn't better than the Mendo Dope Boys. All right. It was falling apart. I don't even know if it was like a real paper or not. It was looking. <laughs> so what do you guys do? You just take a bunch of backwoods and then fucking put them all together and then roll it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I hate one. backwoods. I'm like a blunt girl, you know. These things get all soggy. Like I hate smoking. <laughs> yeah, they are very flimsy. There's an art. To, there's an art to the backwoods for sure. I like when they have the, the glass tip, like the like the dankwoods. Yeah, yeah, those are good. So, so when you guys smoke, do you have like a certain one you like to smoke, or are you just like, does it does indica and sativa even affect you at this point, or are you just like whatever? It's not really. You can feel so just a little bit sometimes, but mostly it's. We'll just keep going, you know. It's not right. like it slows it down too much. We're just kind of going through this, like the circle of all the flavors. Like <laughs> we're gonna dabble into the metal and the metal. How many blunts do you guys smoke a day? Would you think? Um, when we're together doing certain things, it's probably like at least ten, maybe yeah. ten or fifteen. If we're doing like any if it's concerts like, or studio sessions, or yeah, I was gonna like say that. like certain vibes and things that are happening. If it's right. a, or, or like different things like that we get a little crazy sometimes and we just keep them <laughs> keep them blazing so what was your favorite music video that you guys shot um favorite music video one of the ones that for some reason sticks out of my head it's not even that it's like a super clean video at all it's not like the production was all that good because we do a lot of filming ourselves, and you know over the time we've been learning and doing stuff but uh doing the weed nerd video Man, it was yeah. It was, was so funny. Like that was crazy. We one. had it was like we were constantly cracking up and behind the scenes, like doing the shots and like it was just like for some reason it was just one of the funniest like good times video. Yeah, that was with the Winstrong, the homie we we're saying, he was super fun to to do songs with. He was cracking us up. We all had our scientist suits on with our like scientists. <laughs> <laughs> just doing the funny getting all nerd <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Just dying it was so funny like but it's been it's been cool doing a nice amount of different videos that we've done like over the time and a couple that we got to work with uh jay synth he's a video videographer he's done so many videos for all kind of almost everyone in hip hop, I think he's done a video for him now, really. Yeah, everyone like up to like you know E Forty and Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg, down to like all kind of independent artists like us and everything. But we we done a couple cool videos with him, and it's tight working with people who really know what they're doing with music video shooting, and you can see it's cool just seeing how they work. Did your parents totally support you growing and all that, or? Our dad passed away when we were pretty young, but okay. our mom is um she's been pretty. Dope, yeah, the whole time. She was a little bit funny the first maybe year or two of growing. <laughs> she slowly wore, and even smoking, she used to be real, 
yeah. mad about. I smoked like say when I was in, like <laughs> eighth grade, getting caught smoking in eighth grade. She'd get, you know, she'd right. be mad about that throughout like high school. But then she's always been super chill with it as oh. the time's been going by. And now she's like, she realizes how much people not going anywhere, right? <laughs> like seen, she's seen so many people that throughout everyone we've met, and throughout different stories we tell her, like messages we we read to her, or whatever. So it's like. She knows about cannabis a lot now. Like, Does she use cannabis at all? No, not no. at all. Mm. Yeah, it's a trip. You know, the first plants that we grew were were in our mom's backyard, and she de she let it slide. She was like, <laughs> like, we talked her into it, and like that was the beginning of her getting real cool about stuff. And like with the music side of it, she's always been a hundred percent supporter. Like she she definitely pushes for us to do yeah. everything that we're doing. She's always positive about it. Um, she's nice. made up to numerous concerts and she has a blast, you know, meeting everyone and hanging out with the band. She's Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be right there with your mom. Like, oh, <laughs> so what is your upcoming projects that you have now? Obviously we have the new album coming out. Anything else that we can look forward to in 2021? Um, we're yeah. going to for sure have a lot to go on. Yeah, we yeah. got, you know, the, the <laughs> biggest thing that we got going right now is our, the How to Grow Mendo Dope Volume 2 DVD is going to be dropping uh, on in March, actually. Oh, another gonna, one? Yep, we're going yeah. for okay. Volume 2, and it, this one's really like a, a totally different style of growing that we show on this DVD, where we're getting into the no-till revolution of, like, building living soil, you know, incorporating cover crops, worms, like predator bugs, and all these different kind of things. So it's really cool DVD uh, with the production on it came out really nice. You know, we've been upgrading our equipment film wise and making it really professional and really educational where there's a lot of tips in there. And we try to break it down and make it easy for, you know, even someone like you who's never grown, you can really just follow it along step by step and be like, okay, I, I can do that. It's not too hard. Right. Just follow along mm -hmm. with it. And it's kind and of visuals work good because you know when you're telling somebody something it's not the same as when you're watching it exactly yeah, yeah. exactly yep so this is going to be a it's a two disc set it's like you know just under two hours long and uh it, yeah it goes over everything from starting a seed or really before that even building up your soil you know to starting seeds and all the way to harvest and drying and starting over again I feel like I got a long road ahead of me. Too easy, you know. Right. I just have the connect on speed dial. <laughs> so, what's your best advice for like anybody in the music industry? From what we've kind of done is just to like that. You could do pretty much. You could do your independent thing. No, like these days with the way the internet is and just like following what you really want to do and then actually pushing through and then taking it serious. Like we've been, uh, you know, building and building, getting bigger and bigger and it's trying to like always learning stuff. But like the business is so serious too. Like, uh, Kalu taught us a lot about, he said, uh, the music game is, it's a music business. It's 90% business, 10% talent. Right. It's serious too. So it's like doing the business stuff has helped us be able to, be in our music game and not have to like different things holding us back where we get our business done and then we make music. We don't have like weird back taxes and shit like that we've read about and seen people in the past of like big musicians that go through shit like that. Yeah. So we're just like super like focused to keep pushing harder and keep getting better and better. And then like handling our business th throughout this whole time.
and just being like original too, you know, just doing your own thing. Like, I feel like there's mm -hmm. so much of the same music out there these days where everyone tries to sound similar to this because it's what's big. Like, I feel like just stay in your own lane, do what you think, you know, something different. Just try to be creative and, and ha always have fun with it for sure. Well, thank you guys so much for being on the show. It was great yeah. smoking with you. I had such oh, yeah. a good time. Yeah, we appreciate you giving us time. You know, we love talking about cannabis. Yes, I love it. Shout out to the whole Weed Nerd Nation, the cannabis culture. We appreciate everyone for the support over the years. Get ready for the new How to Grow Mendo Dope No-Till Revolution coming out in March. And the Weed Nerd Nation album dropping 420. We're celebrating once again. So... Much love, everyone. Until next time, peace out. Another season, always getting hated on. I'm here for a reason. Sunlight beaming on my dome as I'm growing. Raised all alone on my own. They ain't knowing. They just see me as a threat. They don't want me around. Helicopters in the sky want to cut me down. Why ain't they never tripping on the vineyard full of grapes? They only want to use me for the money they can make. They call me a mistake. Say I ain't a healer. Stereotypical, I'm just a drug dealer. When they pull me out the car and they threw me on the street. Then they stomp me out with both feet If they could, they would lock me down Up in a state prison It feels like agricultural racism